the better way of doing and this is what copywriters of old have done is you go to the market first you find out what the competitors are doing you find out where the gaps are and then you go and create the product like i've just done that i've created a product the best way of looking at the market first Yo, what's up guys welcome back to the podcast i'm here today with uh, luke charlton who's an expert copywriter marketer facebook ads person someone who's going to get you product sales for your course or your coaching program um it's a ton of experience and knowledge that, that i know you're going to drop luke so um welcome to the podcast man no pressure pleasure to be here lucas <laughs> yeah, yeah no pressure so i guess i'm really excited to go deep into like everything ads everything copy everything lead and, and you know client gen but first, maybe give us a little bit, you know, of a of a highlight reel, you know, of your story. Tell us, you know, what you've been doing the last few years, what you're doing right now, uh, and, and how ads and market all that. Yeah, so I I been in business ten years um, in August this of this year, so a couple of months ago. Congrats. Um, Cheers. Yeah, it's been a, been a journey, I'll tell you that. So I, I quit my full time job here ten years ago and moved to London. I'm back in Australia now, but. The first few years, I just I was basically earning like a thousand dollars a month, if that. Probably, I was struggling a lot. So I basically the first few years of my business was just throwing spaghetti at the wall, just trying to. That was my marketing approach, just do lots and lots of different things. And I had one kind of strategy working with LinkedIn, where I'd I'd invite people to a LinkedIn group, and then from there, because with LinkedIn, you back in the day, you could send out an email once per week and that email would go straight to the person's inbox not to there was no social tab back then or anything like that and so i used to invite people to a webinar once a week and that's how i would get clients so i had this cool system you'd invite people to the group do a webinar once a week and then i started teaching other coaches and then i wrote a book on it and the, the literally the day before i was meant to release the book on amazon uh linkedin changed their platform so you could no longer send that email anymore and so i Damn. kind of threw my <laughs> i finally got something working Every, then yeah. like literally overnight it was like gone and that whole time i'd spent focused on organic like free strategies and that really frustrated me because they usually an organic strategy takes a lot it's a long burn generally like it takes a long time to get and so I was so frustrated with like the organic strategies. I'm like, you know, I just, I need to learn paid advertising. So that's kind of, that was the catalyst to me focusing. Like I need to learn paid ads. And fortunately I found a, an amazing mentor. I bought his course and I learned, you know, kind of like how to improve my own campaigns. And then he put an ad in his private coaching group in Facebook saying, Hey, he's hiring for his agency. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to apply for that. And that would be a nice side gig to learn from him while I'm building my own cool. coaching business. And so out of 50 people, I got the position so I, I went from spending about twenty dollars a day on my own campaigns to like hundred a couple hundred thousand dollars a month like literally overnight I was just thrown in the deep end Damn. and 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 I was working with other coaches <clears throat> mm -hmm. so I learned very quickly about what does and doesn't work with paid advertising mm -hmm. that was back in 2016. Yeah. Who is the um are you allowed to tell us who the yeah, yeah. Who his the name is Jason Hornung. Oh, I still speak to Jason. Actually I helped him with his campaigns the other day, which is nice. which is pretty so you're cool. full circle. Yeah. So yeah, so Jason, I learned so much from him and and running ads on his clients. And he had some amazing clients like Bob Proctor and Neil Patel, and I ended up writing copy for them. That's how I ended up yeah, running copy for them. So and then I, after a couple of years of working with Jason, I moved, did, ran my own agency. So I still do that to this day, although at a limited capacity, because I 
So I have a few clients there still. And then I have another coaching business in Australia where it helps women with, with their finances. So I've got a whole sales team on that and setters and there's about 15 people on that, on that coaching business. So yeah, that's going amazing. It's growing incredibly quickly, which is really great. So that's kind of like what I'm doing now. I've got a couple of clients here that I, Mm -hmm. um, help with their own ads still running their ads. I don't do any coaching anymore. I used to, my whole thing was coaching coaches. So I just give it all away for free now. I just do interviews like this or I have my cool. own podcast where I just give, give everything away because I'm not really coaching anymore. So I've just had that business and yeah, and my agency that I run a few ads for. So that's love basically it. a quick overview of- No, I love it. Cool. And, and this um, coaching, the kind of info products, what's the what's the model? Yeah. So it's mainly coaching. I mean, we, we have a, a program that the women go through. So basically it- it's called Wow Women and it helps women to build their nest egg for their financial future. So it's myself and 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 my so my I'm not the face of the company, which is great. I can kind of just be in in behind the scenes training the sales team. And my business partner, Tracy, she's the face of the company. So it's based on so the program is based on her uh, strategies that she's used over the last 30 years to help women to create a nest egg for their retirement basically so so yeah so she so it's a coaching program and it just trains them in the, trains the women in, in her systems and they implement so those yeah. so good so yeah i'm really keen to spend you know the next kind of hour or, or how long you have really really going deep on ads and strategy specifically mm-hmm. for you know h- higher ticket products right you're doing coaching the kind of what we do on the podcast is courses and funnels, but you know there's yep. like a spectrum of an automated course and d- done for you, right? Right, right, right. Coaching and and things in the middle. So, tell me a little bit about kind of like right now what you're seeing working and what you're doing in terms of uh, funnels for for these higher ticket offers, right? You you said you're running paid ads. You're saying you have closes, so let's kind of go you know go straight in. It's funny that yeah, I, I often get questions like what like um, what do you see working now? I've never been the what's working now guy. And here's what I mean by that. I'm not really a paid ads guy. I'm, I'm more of a copywriter and I just apply that to paid advertising. Now, if you know about copywriting, it's copywriting is, is based on human psychology and human psychology is, you know, it's never changing really like, you know, people have certain desires and certain pain points and the things that make people buy is that's like that's a stable consistent thing so when i'm creating like campaigns that convert that's what i focus on the things that don't change they're kind of like things that people have heard of before that are kind of boring but it's what works versus i'm not the guy that's like okay what's the what's the latest hack or what's the latest um exactly right yeah the texting system or whatever it is i don't focus my time it's like zero literally zero percent on that um, where I focus on is like the most important part, which is the messaging. Like, what does my market want, and how do I craft a message that? And and I know if I do that, it doesn't really matter what funnel I use. So it could be a book funnel, could be a webinar funnel, it could be whatever type of funnel, because it's the message that converts. And I think that's what people think makes. And this is such a hard thing for people to wrap their heads around. Yeah, it's not the bright, shiny stuff that makes your ads convert. It's just it's the it's the boring, it's the, fundamental stuff. Mm-hmm, so it's getting, totally, knowing your totally. market better than they know themselves, yep. crafting an amazing offer that they mm-hmm. would love to say yes to. Okay, so with that being said, let's talk about <laughs> the question that you asked. So I use a couple of really simple funnels again because it's not about really the funnel; it's about the messaging. So mm-hmm. 
when how my business partner and I became business partners is that she came to me and she wanted me to set up uh, a funnel for her. So I said, okay, this is about 12 months ago. And the funnel that we set up, it's very simple. It's, it's a straight to, it's a straight to appointment funnel. So we, what that means is there's not really a VSL. We literally pitch her program in the ad. Okay. And actually I can, um, I'll bring it up here cause we're still, Please, running. Man, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, Get yeah. it up. Nice. Yeah, so we're still running this ad to this day, okay? And that's the great thing with a, with a message is once you have a message that converts, mm. you want to run that as, as long as possible, whether it's on an ad, like a like a paid advertising campaign or an organic, like you want to you use it as much as Milk possible that. until it dies out, mm-hmm. okay? Yep. So I'll read off the ad here, still going strong 12 months later. And because we're such a big market, we literally help all women um, to create that, you know, uh, nest egg for their retirement, but generally the message attracts women between 40 and 55 around there. Cool. But it's very broad. Mm. Anyway, so here's the, here's the ad. So it's basically starts by saying, um, wait a second. Do you want to, um, do you want to show your screen, Luke? Sure. Sure. sure, Yeah. yeah. Second. Let me see if I can. All right. Share here. Share screen. Uh, see if I can go entire screen. All right. Here we go. Okay, can you see my screen there? I can now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Nice. So it starts here by saying a message to divorce and single women. And I have variations where we don't say to divorce and mm-hmm. single women, but that's generally who we attract. So a message to divorce and single women. Would you like me to bring you a, a, sorry, would you like me to build you a retirement plan that brings in a secure income? One that you can rely on no matter how long you live or how high inflation is. If so, keep reading. Hey, my name is Tracy Sufferer, Australia's number one financial advisor for women as seen in the Financial Review, Nine News, and other major media outlets. And I help women, often single and divorced, who find themselves having to manage their finances for the first time. They, excuse me, they often have no clear retirement plan. They don't yeah. um, have much of an idea of how they're going to survive, let alone thrive once they quit their job. They're confused about what the best investment strategies are for their situation. And they're almost always crippled by the fear of making the wrong financial decision and ending up on Centrelink for the last 20 or so years of their life. Now, for those that don't know, Centrelink is kind of like welfare. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it happens all the time to perfectly capable, smart women. This is when they come to see me. As mentioned, I help women become financially successful in their own right. No man needed. Specifically, I have a program where you work directly with me so that you have a secure cash flow during retirement, have a personalized investment strategy that works for your situation, have proven frameworks so you feel 100% confident that every financial decision you make will get you to where you want to go. And maybe most of all, a program that will give you a retirement where you can travel regularly, spend time with your grandkids whenever you want, shop pretty much any store without guilt, and most of all, never worry about money again. But to get all that, it starts with you taking action right now. So if creating a stable, secure financial future is something you need help with, the next steps are very simple. Click this post, complete the questionnaire, and then from there, we'll send you some more information about the program. So Basically, they fill out an application to get more in, more information, and then mm-hmm. if they qualify at the application stage, we redirect them to the calendar and they book in a, a call. So the point is, though, that's a strategy where we pitch the program in in the ad. Now, to be able to do that effectively for a coaching program requires some copywriting skill. I wouldn't yeah. recommend. Um, you need to have really good credibility, like Tracy. She's you know Australia's number one financial advisor for women. So you need to be like kind of you have quite good credibility um so a real serious expert and you need to have an offer that is a bit unique and different so there's even though we're in a very broad market there's not really many people helping women specifically so we're very lucky you don't usually find that in a b2c 
broad market, usually there's tons of competition. So we're very lucky in that mm. regard. And I think that's one of the reasons why the, the business is taking off so quickly. Definitely. There's yeah. not many other competitors. Um, but generally, there are competitors in most coaching markets now because coaching mm. is so big now that if you're going to pitch a program in the ad, you want to have something unique and different. And that could be a unique guarantee. It could be a unique result that you're promising, a unique benefit, a unique system. But the system, <laughs> again, this is where it requires quite a lot of skill. You have to be able to communicate that system in a very clear, quick, succinct way. That's where yep. copywriting comes in. It's Probably. a hard thing to do. So I don't recommend that funnel, okay, uh, unless you're working with someone that's quite skilled, such as myself or someone's got experience in paid advertising. But what I do recommend, and we also are running this funnel with this business, which I love this funnel. This is probably my favorite. If you're looking for high paying clients, the one that I love the most is just a simple VSL funnel. <clears throat> so all it is, is you create a really simple um, uh, VSL. So it could be like a, generally it's about five to 10 minutes. And in the ad, you're promoting it as if it's a free training. So that's the way it's positioned in the ad. You're not pitching any, you don't mention any programs or anything like that. It's just like, hey, I've got this free training that's going to help you with blank, whatever that result is to help lose 30 pounds in 30 days or wh whatever it is. So we're running a VSL at the moment, which is how to turn $10,000 in into a $1.2 million nest egg. That's the title. Hey, I've got this free training, shows you how to turn one point, this, this long-term investment strategy. Yeah, and basically it just shows you how to use compound interest to take 10000 and and grow it over the very long term. And, but anyway, the point is, though, you, you start by, hey, we've got this free training. Anything, anytime you have something free, like a free guide or a free training, particularly if it's short, it's quite easy to get opt-ins for. So, so it requires a lot less copywriting skill to get someone to opt-in. That's why I really like it. So it works well for coaches and that if you're just getting into advertising for the first time, free stuff really makes it a lot easier for you to get people to opt into your list. And then the VSL, generally the way that like the framework is really simple. And I think this is where people over, they overthink it because it's not about this, the cool VSL framework. It's the messaging. So I'm going to give you an overview of the VSL right now. It's really this simple, but yeah, it's not really the framework that's converting. It's the messaging inside the framework. So for example, we have an intro. Hey, in this VSL, you're going to learn how to, how to turn $10,000 into a $1.2 million mistake. So I'm just repeating what they've already opted in for. Just And then you go into credibility. Just before I get there, let me introduce myself. Hey, now, my name's Tracy Sofra. I'm Australia's, you know, the media have called me Australia's number one financial advisor for women. I've been in these media publications, blah, blah. blah. So I'm just going through a quick introduction of who the coach is, right? Okay, with that being said, Let's get stuck into today's training. And then I usually have the VSL in three, three pillars. Okay, so three, just a really general overview of your three-step coaching system or course. Okay, so if you've got a course with seven modules or five modules or four modules, then you're going to have to figure out a way to simplify that into three steps. So you ch another way of saying that is to chunk up if you guys know NLP. So just take your seven steps or your five steps and kind of combine them until you've got three pillars is the simplest way to teach it. And you just do a really simple overview of your system. And that the cool thing about that is, I mean, for us coaches, if you want to be successful, really whether you're running paid ads or any type of marketing campaign, it's very important that you communicate what makes you unique and different. And what makes you unique and different is your, is your methodology. 
another way, a copywriting term for it is your unique mechanism. I don't know if you've heard of that, Lucas. Yeah, so the unique mechanism for coaches is your system. It. Let me put it this way. So you know how there's, um, you know, people will go from diet to diet when they're trying to lose weight, right? They'll try this diet, the Body Beach diet, they'll go to the Atkins diet, then they'll go to whatever other other diet, right? And the keto diet, the carnivore diet, Fasting. and they change from diet no to diet. diet. Every every week's a new diet, and you're like, what? Yeah. It, it kind of is like in insanity. But why do they do that? Well, the reason why they do that is because each diet is a new way that they have never tried to get the result. So every time a new diet comes out, they go, well, maybe the reason why I haven't lost weight and kept it off is because I haven't tried the carnivore diet yet. I'm going to try that. So that's the power of a unique mechanism. It gives people a reason to believe that maybe this time is different. And that's really what your methodology is. It, you know, most, most of us coaches, we're in markets where we've got lots of competitors and they've tried, you know, people have tried to lose weight or fix their relationship, whatever it is. So why would they try your system? Well, because for the simple fact they've never tried it. It's, it's a new reason to believe that maybe this time is different. So anyway, the VSL is really good a really good opportunity for you to show what makes your your methodology different and unique. That's also why I like it. So you just do a high-level overview of, of that, and then at the end you present your offer, which is an offer to book an appointment with you. Okay, now that offer you can do one of two ways. You can do a, a direct offer or an indirect offer. A direct offer is where you basically pitch your program and say, hey, I've got this, pro you talk about your program literally. I've got a program, it can help you you know, take you through the system. If you're interested, let's let's have a 30-minute call. That's the direct way. Indirect is where you don't really talk about your program. You offer a free strategy. And that's probably what I would recommend um, for most coaches. So you offer more value basically. So, hey, let's jump on a call and I will customize this system that I just taught you to you, right? So we'll create a free, you know, strategy session, free blueprint, free game plan, free relationship game plan, so by offering a free plan of some sort, of some sort of blueprint, plan, strategy, whatever, give it a name, it, it entices them to jump on the, on the phone with you. And then you say, look, at the end of the call, you're free to leave with the plan. Uh, if you would like to know what it would look like implementing it together, we can chat about that as well. But my first goal on that call is just to map out a customized plan for you to help you get XYZ result. Yeah. So that's how you get sales calls booked in, basically. Um, that's probably the simplest way is to offer some type of free strategy, strategy call, strategy plan. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. There's a lot there. I'm, I'm really keen to dive into kind of the, the marketing and the big idea stuff because I feel like this doesn't get spoken about a lot, you know, because it takes, you know, I, I'm, I'm like similar to you, probably not as experienced, but been doing copy for like years, right? Like all the old school stuff, Ogilvy, testing everything on ads, you know, Gora, all that kind of stuff. And I, I think... It does get, you know, even my first question, it's like, you know, what, what funnel hack are you using? It's like, that doesn't really matter because like every funnel is working right now, as long as the message is good and people will go out and kind of copy what's working from a funnel perspective and even from a, um, a messaging perspective, but people have seen it before and, and, you know, they tune it out. I heard a good quote from a guy called T Todd Brown and it's like, if it, if your prospect, you know, when they get to your VSL or when they see your ad, if they feel like they've seen or heard this before, your marketing message is basically dead. <laughs> yeah, um, that's literally my number one concern when creating a new campaign is yeah, what's unique or different. Yeah, uh, I'll say that again. My number one concern, mm -hmm. I've been doing this for 10 years, mm -hmm. like before creating a new program or new offer, mm -hmm. what is unique or different about what I'm about to present? It's not really like, can I get the results? Like we know we can get the, but like, 
what's unique or different about what I'm going to present because if it's not, if there's nothing new, unique or different about it, the market won't respond to it. It'll just look the same, same. It's coaching has become, there's really not many niches or niches anymore because there's so many coaches out there. So it's great if you are in a niche because then, you know, you don't have much competition. You can have a kind of an average message, but most coaches aren't. So they need to come to the table with something unique and different. Same with course creators if you're a course creator. So that's my number one concern is like if I was going to get back into helping coaches, like if I was going to run advertising, like if I wanted to attract coaches to me with paid advertising, I would have to seriously think about, okay, what is, what am I going to bring, bring to the table that's unique and different that no one else is doing? And that that's a really hard question to answer because, um, you know, coming up with something unique and different is not an easy, well, it's, it's, not, it's not a hard thing to do The in terms of like, you know, mapping out your system. The hard thing is communicating in a really quick and succinct way, which is the, <laughs> copywriting side of things but anyway that's that is my number one concern yeah no no yeah. and yeah and also in in one idea as well like this is something we do as well if if people come to us with like systems or outlines or experience where it's like this is my six-step plan to start a freaking you know whatever airbnb business right it's like there's all you know almost like throughout the entire process there's all these you know unique mechanisms right so it's like the way person x finds real estate and, and, and the way that he sells it and the way that he uploads it or hires people is all kind of different I wouldn't say struggling, but like I'm, I'm thinking a lot about this right now. Is like, where do you pick the kind of big idea in that process? Do you, you know, take the whole system and be like, you know, this is my unique system because you know I find Airbnbs differently, or, or you know, you know, I get the host differently, and, and trying to figure out because you are, kind yeah, of that's a great bet, right? That's with yeah, every, what, yeah. yeah, yeah. What you asked there is a very, um. Yeah, it's, it's what clients pay me a lot of money to answer basically that que- that question. Mm-hmm. So with a copywriter, all copywriting really is is, is <clears throat> hard, well, not all, 50% is research, right? So mm-hmm. that's probably more actually, let's say 60, 70% is research. So it's, it's understanding the product. So really, really well inside and out. So here, actually, let's start with the market. Understanding the market, that includes the prospect who we're selling to and includes all the competitors, including what are they selling? How does their systems or products programs work what's great about their systems where are their systems lacking um and then looking at kind of reviews that they've got whether that's on amazon if they're book reviews or reviews mm-hmm. on their website or whatever and looking at okay here's what the clients are saying that they love about the program and here's what the clients are saying oh i wish it had this or this is what's missing right so getting a really good overview of the market the positives and negatives of each system and then i go, I go over okay let's look at the, the you know my client system or for the coach listing let's look at this system right that we want to sell What's great about this? What are the benefits? What is unique? Okay, in in module two, it's got this, as you said, this cool thing about the way that we sell an Airbnb or promote it or upload it or whatever, whatever it is. Look at everything that's unique and different. Okay, so now we know here's what the market wants. Here's where the other competitors are lacking. So now I now I can see there are kind of gaps in the market where I can position mm-hmm. this program or this product. Okay, now here's the thing. If I look at this product and go, well, you know, there's a gap here where people really want to invest in real estate. For example, my market that we're selling to these these women, they in Australia, as you know, like we're indoctrinated to believe the only way to get wealthy is through real estate, basically. Like the real estate market in Australia is just crazy. But the problem is a lot of these women don't have deposits. You need to deposit hundred, two hundred thousand dollars to get to get a property. So that's a problem. Right, so it's great if you've got a deposit. Well, you can invest in property. But what happens for those women that don't have a deposit? They want to get into real estate. 
So that's that's kind of like a gap in the market. Like if, if we could solve that problem, like if I could solve that problem, we'd have a very desirable offer. So I'm trying to think at the moment of different backend offers that could solve that problem, helping women because so many of, I would say 60 to 70% of the women we speak to, they want to get into real estate. They just don't have that deposit. So I'm thinking, well, what if we had a program where it's kind of like, I don't know if you heard of a real estate investment trust. A trust is where like a group of people can go in. So you kind of pull your money together, right? So what if we created a real estate investment trust where the minimum investment is, let's say, 50K. We get 20 people in on that, right? That's a that's a million dollars there and we can go and invest in a property and then everyone, you know, lives up the return. So instead of needing $200,000, you don't need 50K and plus you don't even have to manage the property because the- You don't even have to the, do the work. Someone exactly else can do right. it for you. Yeah. Exactly right. So that's a way where, where well, I've just explained how you actually create a product, right? And this is we as course creators and coaches, we do it a bit backwards. We we create a system and then we go, okay, how do we fit this system into the market? Well, the, the better way of doing it, this is what copywriters of old have done, is you go to the market first, you find out what the competitors are doing, you find out where the gaps are, and then you go and create the product. Like I've just done that. I've created a product the best way of looking at the market first, right? So, so anyway, the point is, if you already have a program or a system, you have to find out how that fits in with those gaps, okay? So you need to research the market. Now, if, if it doesn't fit in with those gaps, then you have to sometimes massage it. You have to put in an extra module. You have to teach certain things that maybe you weren't teaching before. Yeah, so you have to tweak it and improve it. Yeah, so the answers are always in the market. If you want to know the best way to sell a product, it's, the answers are always in the market. It's nothing to do with your product. That's come second. I'm just going to bounce around, man, because you know so much stuff. I just want to kind of ask you everything. Sure. So, there's kind of different levels, like, as you know, of like market sophistication, right? So we can take the the example of, you know, the business that you're running right now is kind of, you know, women over the age of 30 wanting financial security and freedom. In terms yeah. of other offers that they've seen that, you know, we need to differentiate from, there's like real estate, Right. Yep. investing, they're starting a business, there's maybe apps that help them save, there's maybe banks kind of, you know, with different percentages. One thing I've been thinking a lot about is, is like different levels of the market have been exposed to, to different offers in the past, right? Yep. How do you dis- like, like, how do you think about is, how do you discover which other offers and, and which other competitors offers have people been exposed to or or seen before without kind of missing the mark. And what I mean by that is like, I'm going kind of deep here, but for example, in the VSL of financial sh- security, yeah. I'm sure some of these women have been offered business models before, start an e-commerce brand, start drop shipping, right? Are we also going to differentiate from them or, or are we going to differentiate from other financial management systems, right? I, I, if the end goal is... And, and I'll give you a specific example, right? We have a BizOp like VSL that, that we're writing right now and we're trying to differentiate it from other BizOps, right? But then as I'm yeah. writing it, but if it's so broad, people have also been exposed to, you know, real estate or keeping it in the bank or, yeah. you know, just saving it or kind of, you know, getting a job. So it's like, I guess I need to differentiate across other business models and doing nothing, but these are kind of different markets that's like a really long-winded <laughs> yeah. question but do you yeah, get what i'm you, saying like like i, I know what you're saying so I'm, yeah first yeah. off you have to understand who you're selling to so our market is is b2c business to consumer uh so we're not selling like business products to other businesses 
So first of all, it's to, it's to know your market. So we help women, and now our our market is generally uh, they're unaware. So it's a bit different to your market. So your market is more more aware. So let's just start with the the different levels of awareness. Okay, so you've got a, a market that's totally unaware of their you know the, pro- the problem and or any solutions out there. They're just kind of like you know walking around. Then you've got the um, uh, then you have the problem aware market. I believe is the next level down. It means that they're aware that they have a problem. So problem could be, oh, crap, I don't have any re- plan to, you know, for my retirement. <laughs> I've got like, I realize I've only got 100. This is kind of like where our market is. They're just becoming aware that, oh, wow, I've got $150,000 in my superannuation, like 401k um, fund, and that's it. I mean, I've got 20 years left to live, you know, to to work. I need to get something sorted out right now. So they're becoming, a, they're problem aware and then the next level down is solution aware. They're not aware of any solutions that yet. They're just because they're just becoming aware of that they have a problem. Okay. So that's our market is kind of like problem aware. They're just becoming aware of that. They don't know about any other solutions. So we're fortunate in that regard is in that they haven't spoken to many other people. Like they, they're kind of aware that there are uh, financial planners, right? They're aware of financial pl- planners, but that's really the only main solution. They're kind of aware that, okay, there's probably some real estate experts out there that can help with this, but they they aren't aware of specific solutions, right? As in as in specifically, oh, there's all this, there's this financial advisor over here or this one I could go to, there's this real estate expert. That is someone who has been in the market a while and they've kind of done their research, right? And they, they look at the different competitors and look at all the different options out there. So we're we're in the problem aware market, which is quite big. Solution aware, it starts to get smaller because you know as as you get down to the solution, that's less people have taken the time to actually do the research. So your your market is probably in the solution aware, where they understand, oh, I could create an e commerce store, I could create, uh, I could do this type of Airbnb biz op, I could you know buy like a laundromat and do this. So they're kind of aware of different options out there to help them get their goal, which is yours is just making extra money. It sounds like. If it's a biz op. And then, um, so they're kind of like aware of general solutions and there's product aware. This is where they're um, educated on your specific program or product. They're aware of your product and and very intimately aware of other, other products. But product aware is, yeah, generally they've kind of like purchased it. And I think those they're the main levels. There might be a couple of other exceptions, but that's generally it's got problem, solution, then product aware. So anyway, to answer your question, different stages of awareness have different benefits and different kind of negatives. When someone is solution aware, so they've done some research and they know that's a great thing because that's the, like a motivated prospect because you know they're, they're a little bit easier to sell to. But the downside is you've got more competition because they're aware of other different options. So once they're solution aware, you have to educate them on what makes your solution better than all the other solutions out there. Okay. So if I was advertising my agency services, like running ads, I'd be on, I'd be advertising to the solution aware market. That'd be coaches that understand, yes, there are agencies out there that run ads. So I'd have to explain what makes me better than all the other agencies out there, right? It's a, it's a, so they're solution aware. They know what ads are um, versus, you know, if um, someone's just getting into business and they didn't really even know there were agencies out there, they're kind of like, oh, I need to get people to my website. Is there a solution for that? Like, so then they realize they've got a problem. I need to get people to my website. They might not even know what a funnel is. So they're problem aware. I need to get people to my website. How do I do that? Oh, there are people that create funnels for me, right? Now they're becoming more solution aware as, the, as they research. So as I said, different levels of awareness require different levels of different types of, of messaging. 
So my market is the problem aware. So basically, we don't have to explain what makes us better or different than, say, a real estate expert or even a financial advisor. We just kind of go, hey, are you looking to create a secure income for your retirement? You know, we help with that. And and that's where in B2C, it's more of an emotional sale versus like a numbers sale in business where you can like, hey, this is a, this is going to get you this amount of extra revenue totally. if you hire us. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. and even saw that in your ad as well. It's like, like I'm, I'm sure people listening to it heard it, but it's like there's so much emotion in there, like kind of like problems, solutions, yeah, yeah, benefits, yeah. And, and, and I think you only mentioned the product in one line, which is yes, you know, yeah, that's it. Because it, again, it's exactly right. It, it's all about the market first, right? So if we come back here, it goes into um, it starts with um, you know their problems, like they have no clear retirement plan, don't know how mm-hmm. they're going to thrive after they quit their job, they're confused about what the investments are for their retirement and then we have a program that can help you yeah all these benefits create secure income create a strategy personalized to you so that you yeah. can you know travel regularly spend time with the grandkids they're the real benefits like yes they wow. get secure income or and whatever what does that enable them to get to do well that's damn. i knew that on my yeah. market they want to travel it's they want to spend time with grandkids yeah. and all that stuff yeah so. such a good ad and, and obviously because it's been running for for 12 months i don't know if you're allowed to share this but how much roughly would you say that ad has spent over the last 12 months? It's a lot. We're spending about $3,000 a day at the moment. Um, wow. Okay. And so maybe, so we've scaled that the last three months. It's hard to say. Probably over $200,000, I would say $200,000. Okay. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. So, so you know, one good ad. We, we, yeah, we've had ads, still have ads, you know, even for the agency, other products where it's like you hit it right and it can run for like years and months and-, and Literally just- years, Yeah. Yeah, and so the way we refresh our ads is we just change the video. We keep the copy and the headline all the same. Cool. We just we just change the video, and the video again says exactly the same thing. So it's the same script in the video. It's just a different background, so it looks different. That's literally the only difference. So that's the that's the first thing we do to refresh ads. We just re-record the video again, so with crazy. A different background, different yeah. clothes. And damn, yeah, damn. If it ain't broke, don't don't fix exactly. It. Well, that's okay. what that's what I was saying before. Like yeah. you want to squeeze every single penny mm-hmm. out of that messaging. Mm-hmm. Before you change yeah. it, because it's resonating, yeah. then totally, yeah, totally. Now, I'm curious. I, I want to go into your into your process of like kind of like prospect research um, a little bit more because I think it is really, really important. Like you said, obviously, kind of like people just want to launch a product and get it out there, but without proper cut, you know, uh, without understanding who's going to buy it and who's going to go through it, the messaging is, is going to mismatch. So I'm curious. Number one, what are you doing for like kind of customer prospect research to go really, really deep? Mm-hmm. And then maybe I, I would love after that maybe kind of one or two examples of an example of a of a big idea or a marketing message that you can uh, that you came up with that was differentiated and kind of how you you know teased out the idea, the differentiation, and the mechanism out of the you know out of the. Yeah, the original process and put it into marketing. So big question, but yeah. yeah. So when so yeah. in terms of research, um, well, I've been doing copywriting that long that I, <laughs> the way that I that I I do it now is I just visualize me personally because I kind of know so many different markets now. So I just yeah. do it through. I literally just visualize the prospect, like what it would feel like to be in that situation. That's how I wrote that ad with the Tracy. I just wow visualize so what it would be like to be them, and then wrote it. And because with a, an ad, like you can test that. For like a hundred bucks, you can do a, a test. And if it, if it resonates, it, it resonates. If not, you just turn it off and I'll try a different angle. But yeah, I've been doing it so long that I literally just, that's my kind of process now. But the way that I did it previously is, and I, actually I still do this. If, if a client comes on board and they, they want us to create a funnel for them, which again, I don't really do that anymore. 
we do do a, a extensive research process because my I have an understudy copywriter. So we have what's the name for it here? Hang on, let me just bring it up. Just a second here. Easy. Um, so basically, it's like a full uh, full research process where we go through everything that I mentioned before. So it would be the um, uh, like we we interview the client on and their mm. system and they walk us through all of like their cool. methodology like step by step how does it work what's different and unique and sometimes I don't know what makes it different or unique and sometimes they do so different clients have different levels of knowledge about their market so that's the first thing is is we research the client's um, program basically inside and out so we have an understanding mm. of how it works basically all the mechanisms to what it was, I'm looking at a client here that he w- helps people in real estate to um, invest in um, self storage units. Oh, so he has cool. a system for that. Yeah. So that's the first step. And then the other step is like, we'll go out and look at all the competitors. So we'll look at the competitors' websites, their blogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they have any books, we'll look at the Amazon reviews, right? Your reviews on Amazon for the book reviews, they're an amazing place for research. It'll tell you, people will tell you, I love the book because of X, Y, and Z. It really helped me with LMNOP and I really, this was great, but I didn't like this part of the book because it didn't help me with this. And so you get a lot of research mm-hmm. on your competitors and on the market just from reviews on the website, on Trustpilot, um, on Amazon. And, yeah. And and on that point, I, I just want to stop you there. When you say you research the competitors, how specifically, like, like you're actually doing this? You're just Googling or using ad spy tools? No, literally just, yeah, elbow grease, Googling, <laughs> just like doing like okay, that. Cool. I don't cool. do that. Like I have my team does this for me. But yes, that, that's, um, it just, it's just elbow grease. It's just, yeah, it's the tedious. This in. is the stuff that makes, yeah. by the way, it feels tedious, but this is literally what, where you make the money is mm-hmm. is don't go through all of this now the cool thing is if you go to the facebook ads library you just google facebook ads library you can look up your competitors ads um which is pretty amazing so you can look at like what ads they've been running for you know if you notice that they've been running a particular ad for a long time well that's a, a sign that it's it's working because they wouldn't be spending money on an ad that's not working right so mm-hmm. note down how you know the competitors ads come back later and look at which ones that run the longest um you can click on the ad and you can go down their funnel and look at the messaging in the funnel how do, what benefits are they talking about how are they talking about their system about what makes their system unique and different and then you can go to the next competitor and do the, do the same thing so we usually do that for kind of like three main competitors and then we look at also the the client if the client has any previous campaigns that were winning or losing cool. or want to know past winning messages is, is a good place um, to start, but if you don't have that, your, your competitors are a is the best place to to go from that. It's, that's really it. It's just like you knowing your own program inside and out, knowing your competitors and what they're doing, and then from there uh, you can start to develop a message on um, uh, you know around your own product. Now, one of the things that I will say is that you that you want to jump on the phone with your prospects. Now, generally most coaches I speak to, they're already doing that in their sales call. Mm-hmm. So that's, they get a lot of feedback, but if you're selling a course, I highly recommend that you speak and get on the phone with, with one of your, uh, with multiple of your customers, clients and interview them. Hey, what, before we met, like what was your biggest fears, frustrations? Um, what, what did you really want from this product? What was really, what did you love about this product? What did you not like so much? Where do you think we could have improved? What have you tried in the past? Where do you think they did well? And, and where do you think they could have improved? It's just, this is literally copywriting is just knowing the market better than they know themselves, knowing your competitors, 
getting the lay of the land. And then once you get the lay of the land and you, you know it inside and out, now you can position your program in a way where you know that it's unique and different because you know the market. That's Yeah, love it. That's yeah, it's, it's really just, it's not like it's just elbow grease. It's it's okay. I mean, it's just hard work. Yeah, basically, yeah. it's yeah. nothing. I was magical. hoping you had nothing some magical about tool, it. But yeah, still good. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to jump back into this to this current. Actually, let's step away from from the current funnel. Can you give maybe like two specific examples of an ad campaign or a funnel that you ran that was high ticket, and kind of you know what the messaging was, how you found the messaging, how it was different, and you know some of the. Any kind of like results or, or scale yep. you can speak about. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a client where she actually I'm running her ad still. And she came to me and um she's like she basically she wanted more more appointments in her calendar. She's already a very established business doing 250k a month or so. <clears throat> and basically she helps e-commerce stores. Uh so she sorry, she helps she does like like business in a box e-commerce store. So she'll it's cool. kind of like B2C similar to us mm-hmm. where she'll work with people that have never run an e-commerce store and she'll build it for them and research their product and help them get it all set up and running and converting. Cool. Yeah, so she's doing about 150K a month and <clears throat> she had a very simple funnel. It's just a lead magnet funnel where we're advertising a lead magnet and people opted mm-hmm. in and she was just sending them down like a simple autoresponder that kind of each email educated the prospect on a different part of the, her business and what makes her different and here are some testimonials and and had a call to action to book a call and that was working um pretty well but let's try a different funnel where we can kind of just go straight from the ad to the straight to a uh straight to an appointment so that one was you know you have to kind of let people go down the order responder mm-hmm. before it's it's a little bit it's good because they're warm but it's also a little bit harder to scale because <clears throat> it takes so long to get down yeah funnel so anyway, we thought let's. I thought let's create a funnel where we go straight from the ad. They opt in, kind of like the VSL funnel. But the the one thing that she wasn't really doing that well. Her offer was like, yeah, I'll, I'll build your e-commerce store, but she wasn't really promising. Hey, I will get you to a certain amount of revenue, and I. She didn't really have any guarantees. So I thought I thought like, let's let's add that because I knew the market. They would. It'd be more appealing if her offer was like, hey, I'll help you create an e-commerce store that gets to ten k a month, as an example. Mm-hmm. And if there was a guarantee like, hey, if I don't get you there, we'll give you a refund. I think that's the first thing we went we went with that offer. So I put, I literally wrote up an ad that was similar to the one that I read, like as in pitching her program in the ad with that offer saying, hey, we'll build an e-commerce store, get you to 10K a month. And if we don't, I'll give you a refund. At, within 90 days, it was, that, was the, that was the offer. She basically got inundated with, <laughs> with clients. She went from like 150K to I think 600K in that first month. And we actually had to turn off the ads, and we modified the and not having we modified the um the guarantee to not do a refund, but just to we'll work with you until basically one, one, one. it just stressed her out cool. too much the refund guarantee. But the point yeah, is, yeah, no, it is scary. There's there are a lot of variables. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, but no, well, if you have a refund guarantee like that, you just have to have very clear um when they sign up. You want to be have all the stipulations and stuff that mm-hmm. the person has to show up and do the work and all that stuff. So it's not just get anyone gets a refund that yeah, yeah, yeah. I've put in the work first. So nah, all the coaches totally. listening, make sure if you've got a refund guarantee, the person has to show up to your coaching calls, they need to have done the homework, based. right? <clears throat> and that eliminates like 95% of the refunds right there. Uh, anyway, the point is we, yeah, it, it, it inundated our business with a lot of new clients. And to answer your question, the, the way that I came up with that, again, it wasn't by sitting down and having a blank bit of paper and go, what, what would be an amazing offer and, and looks really amazing? No, it wasn't that. It was, 
it was just looking at the market and looking at, okay, wh- what do they really want? Will they, you know, an, an e-commerce store that gets a certain level of revenue, right? That would be great. And they they want to know that if they invest in with this company, like what, how are they um, going to be, um, have their risk mitigated basically? How are they going to be protected that if, if the 10K month doesn't come, like what then? Do I get a refund or whatever? So that's a simple, you know, a simple example of putting together an offer. But I, I just went to the market and looked at what, what they wanted and then I created the offer based based on that. And that's really what I always do. I just I just go to go to the market, look at what they're that's what I did with Tracy's ad that I read off before. Like all of all of that copy, I didn't magically, you know, think that up. That that was what the market was telling me that they wanted. Like I knew that they wanted to travel in retirement. I knew that they wanted to be able to spend time with their grandkids. I knew that they wanted to be able to buy things without feeling guilty and look always looking at their credit card statements or whatever it is, right? So I all all good copywriting is and all good messaging is reflecting back what the market is telling you. That's that's all we do as copywriters. That's why I'm saying like it's seventy percent research and thirty percent is putting it in a structure where you just reflect that back to them. So I'm just using the words that they've told me. I'm not yeah, any amazing kind of writer. Manipulating them in a way that's like engaging and entertaining. It makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that's where the copywriting perfect. frameworks are really helpful because you can like a hit you here's your headline, here's the intro. But you yeah. fill that in, you fill all those frameworks in with your research. With like data, yeah. Yeah. And and have you, sorry to go back into tools, but are you doing any stuff with the AI at the moment? Like, like you're using kind of chat GPT for, for, for research or no, art no. or anything like that? No, no, no. I, I Actually, I did, a, I did an episode about this on my podcast that if mm. when the way that I would use AI, which I don't even know if you can use it this way at the moment, I don't think you can. But the way I would use it is I would go to the, ChatGPT or whatever it is, and go. Okay, hey, here's my here's my market, and here are my competitors. I want you to research the market, the competitors. I want you to look at um, my own program. Here's my program. I'll give you the logins or whatever. Mm-hmm. So research everything here, and then I want you to help me position. You know, come up with an offer that's unique and different to everyone else. Is how I would mm-hmm. do it. So I would get it to do the heavy lifting for all the research, and then I would help me figure out what would be the positioning of my offer. I don't think it's smart enough to do that at the moment, but that's how I would, that's how I would use it because mm. that's yeah that's yeah. Then you could create a you could use it to create a message. Now it's okay if you want to like have different ideas for like headlines and stuff like that. It's like you come to the table with here's a headline I have or here's a bullet. Give yeah. me ten different variations or hey here's mm. a book that I've written. Help me create a hundred emails based on the content of this book. And so it's 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 still in its infancy. But yeah, w- wake me up once it can do all that research for me, and then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then no, I'll um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm doing something similar in the in the initial phase of that big idea thing, where it's like, um, okay, you know, competitors. He's kind of like the the customer niche. He's a product, and, and I even kind of upload, um, you know, either the course outline or the the actual kind of in in detailed process. Yeah, and you can do some things where it's like, oh, you know, hey, hey, Chat GPT or Bard, give me like eight big idea elevator pitches in the following format where it's like the reason you're suffering from problem is root cause. My unique system is different because duh, here are the benefits. Yep. And it kind of can obviously it needs some elaboration, but yeah, it's not, yep. you know, I, I feel like I don't know about you, but with copy and, and anything kind of media related, a lot of the times it's a, you know, the imperfect weird stuff that grabs your attention and keeps you, which is human. You know what I mean? Like, t- yeah, yeah. A lot of times, kind of like you, know, you can see Chat GPT copy, and it is very boring. Yeah, it's so. good for um, 
like how exactly how you've described it, it's good for like yeah. brainstorming just to like oh yeah mm. i didn't think about that kind of wording it mm. that way but you do need to give it a lot before it yeah helps you with that so it's good definitely yeah. good for brainstorming totally. um, mm. but um it still has a long way to yeah. go i think to replace yeah. a copywriter mm. one last thing i would love to, to, to ask you around is kind of launching ads and yep. also op- optimizing them right so if someone has a high ticket funnel let's say it's like a VSL to, you know, uh, a call booking, right, or an application. Mm-hmm. If it's a completely new offer, let's say no, no pixels, how many different creatives, how many angles, how many kind of like copy variations <laughs> yeah. are you testing at the start to, to See, figure I, it out? I don't out know if this then- is me because I've been doing copy and uh, doing ads for so long. Yeah. I literally just have one ad. I like one headline because I've been doing it so long. I go, okay, I think this is going to be the one that performs the best, this headline. Mm-hmm. And usually it's the most direct, when I say direct, the most simple um mm-hmm. the most simple head like the, the a good copy is clear copy it's not using big fluffy ambiguous words yeah. so for example the headline in 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 this uh model crazy is um how women can create a secure income in retirement right that that's really the essence of the of my offer so what i try to do when i start a new campaign is like what's the s what's the main headline the essence of that because if that doesn't work all my other variations are probably not. So I go for the most clear, simple, mm-hmm. like how women can create a secure income in retirement. Because if that doesn't mm-hmm. work, if I don't want that, that headline, then all my other Your whole things variation, yeah. all my other yeah. angles. Because yeah. at the end of the day, I'm still, uh, you know, the whole point of different angles and hooks are so um, so you can you can kind of create variations to get people down into the same funnel, right? You can, uh, you mm-hmm. know, you can speak to a different segment of the market, but in the day, yep. you're still, I'm still leading to the, I'm to, still to, leading them yep. to that one offer, which is how to create a secure mm-hmm. income for your retirement. So that's where I always start with a new campaign is like, what's my main clearest offer? Yeah. So, that's where like- I, so I just create an ad line and I don't do any other variation. I've got like one bit of copy, yeah. one headline, one image. Uh, generally I start with an image and then I'll do a video later because a, a video brings in a quite a big variable that it can really tank an ad or it can really enhance the messaging and it just it's too much of a variable to, to test the message in the beginning so i usually start with a with an image One. yeah love it love it cool and and what can you share because like man you know you've been doing this for, for, for 10 years I'm, I'm i'm sure you've seen some kind of crazy you know crazy funnels even the one that that you're working on you know right now or the other one that scaled from over 150k kind of how many different products have you worked on what would you say um has been yeah like you know some of the crazy stories or or some of the biggest scales and and um um the first so you were as i said when i first got started i was i mean i've worked on every i've run ads to basically any funnel that you can think of when it comes to paid ads uh i like the ones that sell high ticket programs because they are the easiest to make work funnily enough in terms of yeah. let's say make work make profitable is probably a better way mm-hmm. of saying that mm-hmm. um so the first campaign i was thrown on was a webinar campaign uh with a lady named grace lever which you may know who she is but she's a, an australian coach she's she was quite big a few years ago but she's um not really coaching anymore anyway it was her webinar campaign it wasn't really converting this is with through jason and it wasn't really converting so mm-hmm. i i reviewed a webinar for her and we made some tweaks and we were spending not much i think maybe 500 dollars a day or somewhere around there 
And after we made the adjustments to the webinar, we scaled that. I think we ran it for about 18 months, two years, at an average of around $10,000 a day on, on ads. We're spending quite a lot of money. So that was a webinar campaign. But again, that was seven, eight years ago now. And webinars, I mean, I wish we could just run ads to them now and sell a course at the end of them. And unfortunately, because of the cost of ads, they generally don't convert at a place that's profitable. And this is mm-hmm. what a lot of people can't wrap their heads around is that load, like if you want to sell a course with paid advertising, right? It could be like a, with a sales letter. Let's say you want to sell your course for $100 or 1000 or through a webinar or even through at the end of a VSL or whatever. If, if it's priced between whatever it is, 50 to a thousand, even up to $2,000 now, you're generally not going to make any much profits. And this is what people don't wrap their heads around. That the, the business model is not to make profits from your course. That's really just to, it's just to pay for your advertising and, and acquire a customer. That's, that's the goal of a low ticket course funnel is to pay for your ads and to acquire a customer. So if you spend $1,000 on ads and you make back $1,000, you are doing really well. Because you've you've paid for your ads, and you've and you've got some customers there, and then what the goal is from there is to sell them another product or service. Okay, ideally a high ticket service like a coaching program or something, because then that's what gives you the most back end profits. But yeah, um, if you're if you're selling a course with paid advertising, the business model you have to remember this is not to make money from the course. It sounds it sounds you know um, like why would I want to sell my course again? Because the, the way the real money is made is is selling to your back, like selling your customers something else, basically, mm-hmm. and they're much easier to sell to once you've converted. The problem is, it's actually quite hard to sell a low ticket product. It's much harder to sell a low ticket product. With paid advertising, I should say anyway, versus a high ticket. It sounds counterintuitive, totally. yeah. But it's much easier once you get on the when you get on the phone with someone and you explain the offer and you can have a conversation. It's it's easy to sell that versus writing a sales letter that sells, let's say, a five hundred dollar product or even a webinar that sells a thousand dollar program. Because you've got to be good at copywriting, you've got to know how to run ads, you've got to know how to position your program that's unique and different. To all your competitors, it's it's not an easy thing to do. Um, so if you're going to do it, it's fine. You just just make sure you're working that you know what you're doing. And if you don't know what you're doing, hire someone that does because you'll yeah. you'll waste a lot of money trying to get it totally. converting. Yeah. Well, well, I think I think uh, that's a good segue. Um, before we wrap up, I guess in terms of you know selling coaching programs, running ads, marketing, copy, is there anything else um, you know that that kind of you you want to get off your chest that <laughs> That you think people need to know in terms of no, just probably what I said at yeah. the end there is like if you want to be if you want to be successful in business, like the thing that really helped me was getting you know, getting a, a mentor and mm-hmm. and making sure that mentor is actually knows what they're doing because the, mm-hmm. the 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 wrong mentor can really set you back many years, but the right mentor can can catapult you forward many many years mm-hmm. very very quickly. Cool. Uh, so do your research before you invest in a mentor and invest um you know expect to in if you're going to invest in the best you're going to you're going to pay that um actually as a, as a previous mentor told me in the past if you but if you invest in the best you only cry once okay so i've invested in the wrong mentors and i've cried many times but if you invest in the best you only cry once meaning I like that. you cry once because it's expensive but then you get the results yeah mm-hmm. Cool. So if uh, if someone wants to work with the best, aka Luke uh, Charlton, <laughs> where do they go? How do they reach you? Um, as I um, said, yeah, I'm not really 
like if you're running, if you're already running ads, I will, we can have a chat. I can help you with your mm. ad, ad campaigns if they're already going. Um, but if you're like a coach or course creator that's just getting started, then I literally just, I have a podcast where I give everything away for free because I'm not really taking no coaching clients anymore. So just go to the, it's just the, well, if you go to my website, lukecharlton.com, you'll find it there. Um, it's called the 15 cool. minute client is the podcast, but yeah, it's probably the best place to go. lukecharlton.com. Love it. All right. Well, check out Luke's uh, podcast. Luke, really appreciate you coming on, man. This was awesome to add it. You know, no chat, worries. copy, chat, marketing. I don't know where the hour went, man. I'm like, what the yeah, hell? No, like, we're we're, we're running an hour. <laughs> I feel like we've been speaking for, for 10 minutes. Uh, I was lost in a trance with the copy stuff, man. So that's really, really appreciate you coming on, man. This was a ton of value. I learned a ton. Facebook ads are sick. Funnels are awesome. I, I know the audience is going to get a ton of value. Good from to it. hear. Good to hear. Awesome. Cool. All right, guys. So check out Luke's podcast. Check out his website. Mm. Thanks so much for watching. Go launch some ads. And that's the pod. Thanks.